This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Night Anomaly, the Ghost Adventures Rewatch Podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Carrie Martin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Light Anomaly, a Ghost Adventures Rewatch podcast. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Carrie Martin. That makes us your ghosts. <laughs> right, Carrie? Instead of hosts, I said ghosts. Because this podcast comes out on Halloween for free. Not exactly. Spooky good times. Halloween's on Monday. Yes. So... It's coming out Halloween-ish. Week. We're going to play it every day, the week of Halloween. <laughs> this podcast. Leading up to Black Friday. Yeah, this podcast is playing on a loop on TNT. <laughs> it's like Christmas music. It's like Christmas. You'll hear it for the next two and a half months. It's like Christmas Story, how they just show that movie on a loop around Christmas. Yes. Same thing. This podcast, this one episode <laughs> of Light Anomaly is all you're going to see now until... Halloween. Carrie, how is your Halloween week going? Do they have Halloween in Iowa? It does appear that they do. Interesting. From everything that I can see, not so many decorations, but I always explain it to um, the people out here of Iowa that I know it's a first world problem, but living in Southern California for the last, you know, 25, 26 years, it was sunny and 70 degrees every day and wow it got boring so so being here it's been nice to see a full range of seasons i got out here with snowy and then i saw everything turn green for the spring and summer and now the leaves are falling and it really makes me feel like i'm into the holidays after 26 years i can finally celebrate yeah i do sometimes miss like the changing of seasons but then you get into the heart of winter mm -hmm. and it's like just going to the store you have to scrape ice off your windshield and oh i know i'll have to kill some animal cut open its belly and stick my hands in there for warmth yeah i think that's an iowa tradition yeah you're gonna have to murder a wildebeest mm -hmm. uh, they have those in wild iowa, boar right? <laughs> a lot of wildebeests yeah. in iowa tons it's will to be season, actually. It just, I believe it opened the day after deer season did. Did you get your license? You I mean, you have to. Yeah, or if not, you're excommunicated from the state of Iowa. Yeah, it's your civic duty to take down a few Iowa wildebeests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I portmanteaued that. So we are covering episode four of Ghost Adventures, the fourth ever episode, S1E4, little baby Zach, going at it in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are they investigating the Jeffrey Epstein house? No, that was in Palm Beach. West Palm Beach is where the poor people live, so. So, I mean, that could be a different episode. It's, I thought. I actually Googled it. His house was sold for $18 million, and the person who bought it immediately demolished it. It's so interesting. So, is that like a tax write-off, um, you know? probably also you know the land alone is probably worth a lot 
like I'm sure that 18 million was a discounted rate compared to other homes in the area. So then you could just demolish it and rebuild. Just demolish it and rebuild and flip it. Probably that would be the okay. smartest thing to do. You don't want to leave that. Standing. I still feel like those are ghosts of Epstein and victims or, you know, something. I don't know. I feel like it's still in the land. But he wasn't murdering people. I mean, let's be honest. He probably murdered some people, but they're investigating the Riddle House, which sounds neat. That name. I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, why is it called Riddle House? And it's just because the last name of the guy who owned it was Riddle. That's boring. I know. It almost sounds like it should be like you come in and you have to solve a bunch of riddles before you can leave. Right. Yeah. You can't get out without solving riddles. The riddle house. Which they should actually turn it into. I Googled it and um, they also started the last couple of years doing ghost tours. I'll tell you this. This place seems like it's fucking haunted. Well, the whole neighborhood that they were moved to, you know, is is haunted because they had to or they didn't have to. I guess they were going to demolish it. And then they ended up moving it to a bunch of that village that has a bunch of other historic buildings. But a lot of them were tied to like Civil War, et cetera. And even Zach Began says, like, yeah, a lot of these houses had death and bad death versus the good death. But the bad kind. Yeah. Yeah. The violent deaths. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's in a place now called Yesteryear Village, which seems really creepy. It's a place in Florida where they take buildings that are set to be demolished, like historic buildings, and they just uproot them and move them to this Yesteryear Village place. Is that the villages in Florida that everyone retires to and then uh, contracts an STD? I don't think. Part of their lease agreement? I don't think so. That's probably owned by Jimmy Buffett or some shit. Okay. If I had to guess. Or the ghost of Jimmy Buffett. It is too bad this place didn't have like a Wabo Cabo or something where people could, you know, get lunch. Yeah, I didn't see a single drink in anyone's hand at this place. Like, Mm -hmm. how fun really can it be? That would be fun if they had like a Margaritaville and then you could do a ghost tour. I went to Casadega in Florida. I've mentioned this on a few pods before. It's near Orlando. It's about an hour from Orlando. And it's... The largest community of psychics and mediums in the United States. And it's just everyone there, like every house is also a storefront, basically, where you can get a psychic reading, tarot cards, any of that stuff. And it was also pretty creepy, especially the part where most of the psychics only took cash but there was no atm in town you had to drive three miles away to get to an atm which seems like a huge oversight for financial reasons if nothing else like get those atm fees get that money they had a gift yeah, shop but also a why, ATM in it. why cash only i don't know i i would assume back apparently tax reasons I don't know. Mm, I just get be. nervous that everything's fake. I was getting ready to, um, I'm going to put my elliptical up for sale because I feel like most people in COVID, you know, you buy exercise equipment and now it just sits there and we hang clothes on it to dry. And, uh, yeah. So I was talking to uh, my friend and she's like, Oh, you should put it on uh, the metaverse Facebook marketplace. And that's a good place to sell it at. Um, and she goes, well, a lot of places do cash because there's Zelle scams. And I was like, but wouldn't that automatically go into your account? And then I always get nervous about like, well, what if they give you like fake hundreds? Yeah. How do you do I cash? So you have to meet the people in person? I guess so. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I, know, I will keep 
that elliptical machine as a coat rack. Thank you very much. Yeah, I would rather fall victim to a Zelle scam than mm-hmm. have to meet the person. Like, yeah, whenever I sell stuff like that, if it is like a come pick it up thing, I'm usually like, it's going to be behind my garage. I will sit here and wait and make sure no one steals it. And then when you pull up, I'm getting the fuck out of here. We're not right. going to meet. We're not going to talk. I will give you a friendly wave, confirm that it's you picking up this exercise equipment. And then you are on your own, bub. I'm not helping. I'm not doing nothing. So my friend Jacqueline was selling, I don't know, like some sort of iPod or electrical gadget a couple of years ago in LA. And so I was at her place and she's like, oh, I've got to run downstairs and meet this guy. And so I go down with her and then she was like, "Okay, well, now that he's given me the money, I've got to go upstairs um, and get something. I don't know. And then I was like, oh, I'll go with you. And she was like, no, you're going to stay here with him. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I did not come (laughs) over here for this bullshit. So I was like, so who's this for? You know what I mean? Like it was that small talk, whereas probably three minutes. Yeah. But it was still just like so infuriating that we are no longer friends. And I hope that Jacqueline's doing well wherever she is. <laughs> so back to this fucking house. There's lots of weirdness. They they moved this house. It was in downtown West Palm Beach, Florida, and they just up and moved it to Yesteryear Village. And according to lore, there is a guy named Joseph who hung himself in the attic. And at first... I thought they said he was one of the workers who was involved in moving this place to Yesteryear Village, but no, he hung himself way before that. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of the workers for the original owner of the place. So while they were moving it, there was all kinds of like ladders would get knocked over, chairs would go missing. One thing I've learned hosting this podcast is that ghosts hate renovation. They don't like when you remodel the home they're haunting. Caitlin and I learned that watching a documentary about ghosts in the White House. Did you know it was demons that made Harry Truman drop a bomb on Japan? Not American imperialism or white supremacy or anything like that. It was demons that were unleashed when a previous administration decided to renovate. There's a whole... American Horror Story that came out like a year or two ago. And I think it was, I think Eisenhower was the president and they were saying that uh, he knew about this whole secret thing about aliens. And that's a very that famous Amelia, conspiracy theory. Yeah. And that Amelia Earhart got abducted by aliens. Oh, you know that? Cool. Yeah. Well, I watched American Horror Story. Yeah. Oh, so you know what I'm talking about? Yes. So I'm not the only one who saw it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, okay, then never show. mind. <laughs> So one of the incidents they talk about at this place was media day. And this is a very cool story. If nothing else, the townsfolk at Yesteryear Village can spin a tale. What they claim happened, they had moved this house and they were getting ready to do like a media day unveiling of the place. And in the course of all the renovations, they said they found like 30 pictures of just people from back in the day inside this house. So they set up a panel outside and posted all of these pictures on it and then covered them up until the media day thing happened and they would unveil them. And after covering them up, all of the people in the village talk about interacting with this couple in their 30s who were dressed in Victorian garb, like a couple of fucking weirdos, like my Mm -hmm. absolute nightmare. (laughs) And when it came time for this unveiling, the guy was like, well, it seemed like they would be a good backdrop for 
this. Like to have people who actually look like the people in the pictures there when we're unveiling these pictures would be very neat and no one could find them. But then when they go to unveil the pictures, uh uh-oh, that couple in one of the pictures. That's creepy AF. It's very creepy. It's the ending of The Shining also, but. And it would have been, I think, a better media day if they would have shown up. Yeah, if they had, like, come back out from the pictures Mm -hmm. during that unveiling, that would have been neat. Like, actual evidence of ghosts. But no. Yeah, you know, they probably just had something better to do. Yeah, yeah. They had to go. Other places to roam and haunt, like the real villages in Florida. Yeah, yeah, like the rest of Florida, which is also haunted. (laughs) So before the actual investigation, I think this is my favorite part. They bring in a psychic medium named Sheila. And I'm normally skeptical of psychic mediums, but for some reason, I believe the shit out of Sheila. She kept doing that thing with her finger. Yeah. Where it would wiggle when she was talking. And that also felt like like a red, like a nod to red rum or something. Yeah. He, he you do you. that when she was talking about you stuff. the most. Yes. It's the most. Yes. Yeah. They need to have her on more stuff or they bring her in. But I will say that I do love this vintage Zach, Nick and Aaron, because this is back when it's like they're both kind of like, or, you know, the show's in its infancy and it's just very like, I feel like we could make the same quality TV show just like with our iPhone, you know, 14s or something kind of yeah just like they get rained on and then they're running i don't know i felt like there's some weird sexual tension between zach and sheila at that moment or maybe i'm just reading into it i mean it's it's always sexy seeing someone (laughs) it at the top of their field really putting on a show Mm -hmm. and sheila's killing it she's she's nailing the details as if she might not have known the name of the guy who hung himself in the haunted house at yesteryear village was named joseph ahead of time but she does nail that the guy's name is joseph who hung himself and she says that he's taken ownership of the house and he doesn't like that the house has been moved from downtown west palm beach to this lame retirement village and it's like well how much ownership have you really taken because the house is still moved like you haven't moved it back That would be so fucking cool. Just wake up one morning and the house is back in downtown West Palm Beach. That's some David Copperfield shit right there. That would make this a better episode. (laughs) That'd be an amazing episode. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Sheila takes them upstairs and there's this bedroom that especially sketches her out. And it's a children's bedroom. And Zach, you can tell this is early ghost adventures because Zach is like, I don't like dolls with weird faces. And it's like you have a entire mansion chock full of them in Las Vegas now. Times have certainly changed, haven't they? Well, he's so interesting with the bravado because he's like, nothing scares me except harmless, weird-looking little dolls from 
you know, centuries ago. Well, he says he acts like nothing scares him, but everything scares him. Yeah, everything scares him. There's right. there's one scene where he's in the room with Nick and they just heard a noise. And Nick is just like calmly looking around the room trying to figure out what the noise was. And Zach is like, Nick, Nick, what was that? Nick, what was that? Nick, what was that noise? And Nick's well, like, will you relax? Right. But then, like, Zach will start screaming at either Nick or Aaron. And then as soon as they talk, he's like, shh. <laughs> it's like, wait, you just, like, scream like a hyena. And now they tell you to relax so that they can try to figure out what the noise, you know, what made the noise. And immediately you're just constantly shushing people. Yeah. It's a very interesting dynamic. Because Zach, even at one point, is like, you've never encountered guys like us. Right. And, and that like, was yeah, right they, around the... They didn't make all those hair products back when this guy was alive, for one thing. Right. Or those super tight... Like, you know he's buying shirts that are two sizes too small, but yeah. I am here for it. Yeah, it's an... That's, you look at that tag, it says extra medium or something. But I do think it's interesting, and I feel like he should give this disclaimer in all of his episodes where he says, listen, we're going to provoke the spirits because... We don't appreciate bullying of any kind. We don't appreciate bad spirits, mean spirits that will pull women's hair or, you know, hurt people who are just trying to, like, clean this place. So you should probably leave them alone. But just so you know, bullying, whether it's against ghosts <laughs> or in real life, you should never do it. And it's like, that's a PSA, one that you should follow, considering how you speak, especially to Aaron in every episode. <laughs> but just, you know, you should do it because at least... So what I've seen so far is that's all he does is provoke. Yeah. Do we think Zach bullied people in high school or was Zach bullied in high school? Bullied. You think so? Because I not, do. Like, he can't be that far removed from high school at this point, for one thing. This well, was... I think I said this last episode, too. He definitely had a glow up after high school based on his... Uh, yearbook photo but i think it's like somebody you know like a newborn calf like he's trying to figure out these new sexy legs <laughs> and how he can walk right in them i don't know it's i feel like it's foreign to him like he's still got the nerd i play dungeons and dragons instead of going on dates all throughout high school but now i'm kind of hot and i've got a tv show so i'm just trying to figure out how to acclimate yeah yeah and he's taking it right. out on the ghosts <laughs> so sheila at one point takes them upstairs and upstairs to the attic. They're already upstairs when Zach has his freak out about creepy dolls in the kid's room. But then she wants to go up to the attic and they get to the bottom of the stairs. And she says that she feels the anger hit her like a bitter wall. Sheila's cool. I like, I want Sheila to have a TV show. She's probably dead by now because this was a long time ago. But I mean, 15 years something like that i would say she was maybe 40 <laughs> you think i think she's probably still alive she probably has a tv show by now. she I probably has already received like eight or nine emmys yeah we have no emmys. idea and she deserved them just based on this episode alone yeah she's great she gets up to the attic she takes them with her and she's like you know this ghost it doesn't really mind me that much it's you <laughs> this ghost hates it mm -hmm. hates men in general and like that's fair that's that's perfectly fair well there's a reason that he hates men yeah she she tells them that this ghost 
Joseph, Gosef, was accused of doing something that another man did, another rich man who couldn't take the fall for it. So Joseph got accused of it, and that's what led to him hanging himself. And the dispute that led to that started down in that children's bedroom, and it ended in the attic. And so Joseph super duper hates dudes, but for some reason he especially hates Aaron. She points at Aaron and does the finger thing and says, it's you he hates the most. And that part was neat. I liked it. And at that point, Zach immediately says, okay, Aaron, so you're going to be in the attic tonight. Which that's that's just good to hear. Yeah, you got to do that. Agreed. Agreed. But Aaron seems to be, even if he was like outside in the sunshine, surrounded by 100,000 people, he seems to be scared of everything. He's very jumpy, that one. And she does mention that if you're more prone to being frightened than everyone else in the room, the ghost is probably going to zero in on you. So ghosts and pets operate the exact same way. Like if you've ever had someone over to your house who hated cats when you had a cat, that cat is going to gravitate toward that person Mm -hmm. because they just know it's not a threat to me because it is terrified of me and what a fresh change of pace this is. So maybe the same with ghosts. Maybe the ghosts are scared of us. Maybe some. Um, I don't think Joseph is. Um, I agree with the not hating men, but I thought it was interesting too that when they first talk about Joseph, they say that he had financial troubles. So it was causing marital strain. And so then he hung himself and it, I felt like maybe that's why he hung himself is because he didn't know how to get out of this financial debt. And it's interesting because I'm thinking like, what kind of financial debt could you get into at night in 19, you know, Oh five or whatever year it was that felt so dire that you needed to hang yourself. But then when they started talking about how they were blaming him, these men of power were blaming him for something, you know, was that the real reason that he hung himself? I thought the backstory was a little cloudy. Yeah, a little bit. The room where all this happened is very interesting, though, because at one point they mention that the spot where he hung himself caught on fire. And I was like, okay, so like the attic caught on fire at one point. But no, they show it and just like the beams he hung himself from are super charred from being on fire and everything else around it is like still vintage. It's very strange. And you would wonder how did it catch on fire? And then also with it being older wood, you would think that the whole house would be gone within a matter of minutes. Yeah, but none of that. It's just that one spot. And Sheila says the ghost watches people from the attic window, which I would absolutely also do if I was a ghost. And I know that because I do it now. Mm -hmm. My office overlooks a parking lot. Actually, there's a whole shopping center across the street. And then there's a bunch of businesses around my office. And I can, you can't see in my windows during the day. So I can just be all up in people's shit. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you going to the bank? What do you do? You don't look like you got a legitimate job. Why is that? Why is that bag got money signs on it? Have you ever seen any weird transactions or something that you thought was suspicious, like maybe an illicit affair? Oh, I saw a hit and run. I saw a woman back into a guy when she was pulling out and the guy chased 
her car. She was driving a truck. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Jump in the back of the truck? This is amazing. He Mm -hmm. chases the truck all the way out to the street. And then she takes off. A white truck pulls up. He gets in that truck. And I can still see kind of down the street. And the woman who hit him does this thing where she angles her car. So neither of the two lanes of traffic, she basically blocks traffic with her car at this red light. And when the light turns green, she makes a U-turn and comes back, parks her car here again, and then fucking flees on foot and like shielding her face from security cameras. But oh, wait, did, so were the police called? Oh, they sure were. So the guy, and it would be interesting if the guy. The guy I never saw again. I never saw okay, the guy so again. So when he took off after the other truck, they didn't U-turn also? No. Interesting. Very weird. Well, if you're either the person who got hit or the person who hit and then fled on foot and you're listening right now, if you would like to be a guest, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on the come on the pod. <laughs> a bonus episode. Happened. Fill in the blanks for me. Yeah, so I've got questions. Them. That actually would be a very interesting podcast, and you know, yeah. some footage you put up with it. Yeah, I should have just done it live, found footage <laughs> style. Yes. Man on the street pod. Yep. Only murders in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So I like the part where they go to the area where the house used to be and a massive thunderstorm breaks out. Like I was pretty sure Aaron was going to die in that moment because he had that camera. But this is grassroots. They run and they run under a very small like archway to hide. Yeah. But then it's still raining and then they just end up, I guess, giving up and just accepting the rain and kind of walking out in it. But Aaron just essentially covers the camera with his raincoat. And that's what I'm saying. This is probably before they have like, they could afford umbrellas or. Oh yeah. I mean, this is season one. So waterproof cameras. I'm sure they had some hint of how big of a hit this show was going to be by this point, but probably not while they they were filming these episodes. They make funny little like jokes and quips and, I don't know. It's one of the things that I find so endearing. And I feel like Zach is very proud of his of his jokes and quips. Personally, I find Aaron's more endearing. Sure. But I like him and I hope they never stop. Yeah. Aaron is a good dude. It seems like Aaron's just he's just happy to be there. Like, well, my favorite is when he's in the in the attic, which he didn't want to be in anyway. And he's like, oh, my God, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's just. A shadow. And I was hoping he would start making like finger puppets. Yeah. He like waves his arm and he goes, oh, okay. Okay. That's just me. Yeah. That is something. It, it's easy to forget that, that we're seeing this through a night vision camera so we can see the entire room, mm-hmm. but they're sitting in pretty much total darkness. Right. Like, they can see like the monitor on their camera, but otherwise they're just like looking around in total pitch black so it would be kind of creepy to like anything you see moving is gonna sketch you out a little bit like if i saw something move in this room i'm in right now i'd be like what the fuck i'd assume it was like a rat or something but Mm -hmm. it'd still be very sketched out what if it's well of course ghost rat i mean i'd rather it be a ghost than a rat honestly um i don't know like i feel like you could put bait traps out and catch the rat but like you can't really do that for ghosts so like you can get rid of a rat easier but I don't need to get rid of a ghost. It's not dirty and it's not going to hurt me. Like, I'll just, we'll just hang out. It'll listen to podcasts. Well, you're assuming that it's a friendly ghost that likes men. I mean, it might not like men at first. <laughs> you're going to win them but over. Once it meets this man. 
yeah. That's challenge accepted. I like it. Yeah. That that's all going to go out the window. There's a reason I talk for a living. Like just right. let me sit this ghost down. Hey ghost, you like trivial pursuit? Yeah. You yeah. met your match. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about the Kennedy assassination ghost? <laughs> like who's Kennedy? <laughs> Ghost is going to be like the most educated ghost when he leaves your podcast studio yeah, ever. Exactly. He's going to go, go ghost back jeopardy. His, go back to his other ghosts and fucking wow them at bar <laughs> yes. trivia. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's ghost I'm, trivia night. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the ghosts. So they're still doing the thing where they make a big deal of getting locked in. And it's like this rickety ass house. Man, you could kick a wall out. If you needed to get out. Yeah. You're not actually trapped. You could blow on a window and it would fall over. Yeah. Or just open any number of the (laughs) windows on the ground floor. Uh, You can probably probably still get out. But they're locked in by the caretaker of Yesteryear Village. 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. 12 horrors. And they make a big deal out of the fact that no one has spent the night at Riddle House before. At least not since it's been moved to Yesteryear Village. So I looked it up as uh, apparently that's what I do now is I go through Wikipedia. Um, and I mean, it's not, so it was, it's not the worst thing to do for a podcast. <laughs> it's actually do research. I know this is weird, but I looked up some details about what we're talking about. I started doing podcasts with Caitlin in 2014, and eight years later, I am just now starting to research stuff. So, yeah, it was a funeral parlor, and then uh, the riddle guy owned it, and then he was beat out uh, and recalled in 1923. So then they built the house on 36 acres uh, just outside the city. It become incorporated as Crowd Lake. Uh, in 1972, artist Marianne Hayes acquired the house at an auction for over $21,000 and converted it into an art school, the Flegler Art Center. Palm Beach Atlantic College then purchased the Riddle House in the early 80s and used the residence as a dormitory for several years. Later, the house was scheduled for demolition due to expansion of the college. However, the PBA decided to donate the building of the to the Yesteryear Village Committee South Florida Fair Board of Directors. John Riddle, nephew of Carl Riddle, then served as chairman of the committee after professionals estimated that relocation to the house would cost about $50,000. John Riddle instead recruited 60 volunteers. Between August 12th and 13th in 1995, the Riddle House was dismantled and moved to the Yesteryear Village. The roof and attic were split in two, as were the first and second floors. Finally, the building was reassembled after reaching Yesteryear Village through a $450,000 state historical grant. The Riddle House is also restored to its 1920s appearance. So imagine you're a ghost living in that attic and these 60 volunteers show up one day and just tear your shit in half and move it to Yesteryear Village. Of course you're going to be angry. Well, what if you're a ghost and you're like, I thought I was going to inhabit this forever and now... I've been displaced and I'm a homeless ghost. Yeah. Because maybe you're not privy that you're just relocating. Right. That's going to be, that's stressful. That is going to wind those Mm -hmm. spirits up. You're a stressed out ghost. Yeah. Because you know, he was there the whole time. Like when it was in art school and you know, people would probably like store stuff in the attic and they'd go up there and he'd be like, did you hear that? And (laughs) people would be like sketched out and he'd be like, oh, that was funny. And you know, he just hangs out in the attic. But then they come and rip his shit apart and move it somewhere else. 
course you're gonna start haunting people. And now he super duper hates men, because, I mean, how many of those 60 volunteers were women? I don't want to be sexist, but probably, probably 30. So that means there's 30 other men that he has to hate now. And if he doesn't know that they're just relocating it and he thinks that he's homeless, what if he's going around like looking for unlocked cars that he can inhabitate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, I had to sleep in the car for, I was homeless for, you know, a week. <laughs> so I had to find like a 95 Subaru to haunt. Yeah. What if he finds a his week? way to the Epstein house for a night? Mm-hmm. Now he's got all that trauma to deal with. Mm-hmm. Cause he's seen all that happening. Bad times. Bad times. Yeah. Now I understand better why he's so upset. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. This is in terms of things that happen and evidence that they get. This is a very good episode. Things start happening almost immediately. For one thing, Zach finds out that, again, this ghost doesn't like renovation for some reason. So he puts a two by four on the landing of the stairs. And sure enough, something knocks that fucking thing down the stairs at one point. So that was neat. And Zach is on the stairs. He's having a Zach attack. He's mm-hmm. he's super duper cold. And in the midst of all that, they hear something fall over downstairs. And this is the point where Zach and Nick run in the room and Nick is just like assessing the situation, trying to figure out what that noise was. And Zach is losing his mind. Mm-hmm. He's like, Nick, Nick, what was that? Nick, Nick. And Nick's like, take it easy, man. I'm paraphrasing. And Zach's like, Shh. I know I asked yeah. you a question, but don't speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And they do finally figure out that it was this flag. And it is weird the way the flag fell because it was propped in this corner. So if it's going to fall, you expect it would like slide. Right. And fall that way. But it tipped forward and fell like as if it almost stood up and leaned forward, which is it's very strange. It was very weird. It's a very weird moment. Yeah, I was glad that he pointed that out because I immediately thought like, okay, you know, maybe it fell over on its own or whatever. But yeah, when he actually was like, no, it couldn't do that. Like somebody had to move it. But originally when they heard um, the noise in the kitchen, it was because Nick was sitting in the chair, like the old man that would stare out the window. And that's when the weirdness started and the noises started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're in the funeral parlor. Yeah. In the funeral parlor, they hear a woman's voice upstairs. And so they head upstairs and Zach is yelling at the spirit of this person who tragically took their own life and telling him how much of a coward he is for (laughs) being a bully. They do a temperature reading. Did you see what the temperature was? 69. Nice. Chaka, bro. So with all this hubbub happening on the main floor, you'd expect a whole lot of craziness would happen when they get to the attic, but not really. At first, it's mostly just Zach lecturing the shit out of Joseph for killing himself. And because that's not working, Zach fashions a noose and hangs it from a beam and then leaves Aaron up there alone because the ghost hates Aaron absolutely the most for some reason, which I don't understand that. I, I would I would assume you're immediately going to key in on Zach as the person you hate, at least until Billy shows up. 
But if you're a seasons bull, but if you're a bully, I feel like you tend to seek out the weakest. Yeah. And Zach is always kind of puffing out his chest. And Aaron just seems like a nice guy who would tell dad jokes and ask you to pull his finger or something. I guess that's a disappointing thought to think that maybe these <laughs> ghosts are scared of Zach. Oh, right. Just Aaron seems like the most pure of heart. Yeah. Yeah. These ghosts need to watch more travel channel. They're not going to be mm-hmm. scared of Zach after that. But it's got to be weird having this guy fucking kick your door in <laughs> wearing his Ed Hardy gear. You're like, what is this? People are not usually like this. Yes. I wouldn't like it if I was with his little spiky haircut. Yeah. I wouldn't like it if I wasn't a ghost. <laughs> I'd probably <laughs> like it even less if I wasn't a ghost. If Zach just kicked your door in, started taunting you. <laughs> he should be on an episode of Scared Straight. That's what I'd like to see him on. <laughs> see if people are more scared of corrections officers or of Zach Beggins. Yeah. I would That's like the to show see I that. would watch. I would like to see that just to see Zach get beat up by a 14 year old <laughs> girl. Yeah. Steals his gigantic glasses, shows up on an episode of Pawn Stars. <laughs> Got these from that dork in the mansion with all the dolls. <laughs> They're like, oh, these are ripoffs. I'll give you 50 cents. They're like, make it 25 cents. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that was a 14-year-old, by the way. Going to have to bring parents in to complete that transaction. Crazy. Got to be 18. Sell stuff at a pawn shop. So Aaron is upstairs. He he keeps asking the ghost, why don't you like me? Mm-hmm. And it seems like he wants, he really wants an answer. And I feel like that's probably something that he's used to asking Zach all the time <laughs> when they have staff meetings. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I'm amazed he's never said it on an episode because there were times where it seemed like he should. So meanwhile, Zach and Nick are downstairs in the funeral parlor room which every house back then had a funeral parlor room while they're setting up they hear a crashing noise from the kitchen and this is another moment where zach is just losing his shit and nick is like i don't know man like can we just figure out what that noise was in that case they never really do figure out what the noise in the kitchen was yeah and it's hard because all their equipment is in there and it's kind of scattered throughout so when they're panning the room, I'm like, oh, that fell, that fell. And then they're like, no, it's our equipment. Like, it's just, they've got junk everywhere. So it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Meanwhile, upstairs, Aaron is so very reluctantly asking this ghost questions. And he'll ask it a question and then just like cringe a little bit. Like he thinks he's going to get his head lopped off immediately after. Like at one point he goes, did you know hanging yourself is a cowardly way to go? And then it's just like, Fuck, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) God damn it. And shortly thereafter, this is the neatest moment in the episode. And this is where you have to take into account that they're sitting in pitch darkness. And I don't know if that would have made this better or worse. Because if you're in the room, all you hear, like he had to have just heard like a sliding noise and then a metallic crashing noise. But because we're seeing it through the night vision, you can very clearly see that this birdcage just slides off the table and then falls to the ground. And it's creepy as shit. And that's why... I don't want to say I like the scene, but there's so many times where something happens off camera and you don't see it. So you always speculate, like, did it really happen? 
was it somebody from the crew who did it just to sensationalize, you know, the episode, but this, you actually see it and, you know, it doesn't look like it was, you know, pulled by a string or anything like that. Like it looks legit. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. It looks like a scene from a paranormal activity movie. Mm -hmm. Like those are the kind of scares you get in those movies, at least back when those movies were good. The new one is such such trash. But it's a really interesting and genuinely creepy moment. I think this episode is one of the better of the early episodes because they like it just seems like they're legitimately freaked out by the shit that's happening in there. And I probably would have been too. I mean, I'm pretty tough, but Yeah, no, super tough. Yeah. Um you hear that you, ghosts? You did get knocked out by a flying round kick at a Peoria Fair, right? I did not get knocked out. <laughs> Uh, That's how I prefer to remember your story. No, I was knocked. Uh, I, I got punched after the kick. The kick was just very minor, and it just caught me off guard that it happened and I survived <laughs> it because it looked like I was going to die of karate in that moment. And instead, I just like, oh, I'm fine. And then I got punched with a ring in the ear and started gushing blood from my head. I won an only fight. It's the hardest I've laughed in a while. Anyway, uh, yes, very tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, after that happens, Aaron goes back downstairs and everyone's freaked out because they all hear it. And I like that Aaron starts kind of mocking Zach. He's like, I was asking all the questions like you. Like, uh, did you know this is a cowardly way to hang yourself? And he goes, I shouldn't have done it. And Zach sounds so genuinely hurt. <laughs> he goes, don't say you shouldn't have done it. Don't he say snapped you at him. Don't say you, don't sh- say you shouldn't have done it. Don't say you shouldn't have provoked that guy who tragically That's hung himself. That's what the show is built attic. on. <laughs> it's like, of course he shouldn't have done it. That's mean. <laughs> None of this should be happening to this man. He shouldn't have hung himself in the attic. The stuff that happened to him that prompted him to do that shouldn't have happened. And now he's got to deal with the fucking, I was trying to think of a, the death tones of ghost hunting. I was trying to think of like a new metal band to compare the puddle of mud. Deftones are a good band. The puddle of mud of ghost hunting. I wonder if ghosts gossip. If like some ghosts are like, oh, well, he hasn't visited me yet. And they have like FOMO or if they're like, oh, shit, like all of a sudden you see Zach and his crew roll up and you're like, fuck, it's my turn. Let's get this over with. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They this is one of those episodes where we see something that becomes a hallmark of this show, which is the abrupt ending. Mm -hmm. They get a really cool audio recording. It sounds like a girl playing with a toy. And what's crazy is it sounds like she's playing with a toy that wouldn't be from the era in question. Like it sounds like an electronic toy right. of some sort. And they just like, they're like, cool, episode's over, 6 a.m., sorry. Like they're well, recording shows, a podcast at a place right. that charges by the hour. They're like, we're done, we're done. They're literally walking out of the house. And I'm like, oh, like we're going to hear more. And it's just like, well, we're going to go back and review the footage. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the closing credits and on to the next episode. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it is. It's very abrupt. I wanted to hear more about like, I, I think like if they were to go back, was there anything else that they s- saw or heard? Yeah, because that that sound, that noise they pick up, it's you do hear a little girl's voice. And then there's these three like it sounds like a pinball machine or something or like a video game. It's really weird. Yeah. And then it's just never explained again. Yeah. Episode over. I mean, they hit their Killer. they hit their 6 a.m. 
If they're not there at 6 a.m. when she comes to let them out, they have to stay another 24 hours till 6 a.m. the next day. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, yeah. You cannot stay here. So uh, that's their episode, and I think that's our episode. I would concur. We did it. This is one where, like I said before, we're putting it out for free on the Pretty Scary channel. This is the fourth episode of this podcast. We're going to start putting it out for free when we finish the first season. But if you don't want to wait that long, just subscribe to Pretty Scary on Patreon or Supercast or in your Spotify app. And you can hear this podcast before it goes public. You lucky jerks. Uh, Are you bullying the listeners? I am, yeah. Listen. You're trying to provoke the listeners slash into subscribing. Listen, listeners, you've never encountered... People like us before. Dudes like me and Carrie. Dudes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So how about you... How about you hit that subscribe? I heard you like subscribing yeah, you to podcasts. And subscribe already. I heard you like subscribing to podcasts. Why don't you subscribe to this one? You would only give us a bad review and one star if you were a coward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heroes. You want to be like these heroes who give us five stars and good reviews? Or do you want to be like these cowards who don't even subscribe? That's why they're stuck in the attic. Mm-hmm. And you're down here with us because mm-hmm. you subscribe. Anyway. Uh, we hope you like this podcast. It's a spinoff. Spinoff of Pretty Scary. It's like the Joey from Friends. Yeah. And boy, do we got a lot of seasons of ghost adventures to get through. Mm-hmm. This this podcast is going to, depending on your age, it could carry carry you into retirement. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could still be enjoying this in your golden years when the grandkids are... Right. Listen to this with the grandkids. Season 26. Give it a listen. I'm hoping this becomes a legacy pod. And once we die, your kid takes over, Adam, (laughs) takes over the empire. That would make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I'm going to have to bequeath it to someone. (laughs) And I think that's the proper word. I think that's the term we would want to use is this would be bequeath. Drop the paperwork. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we'll get legal zoom on the case. In the meantime, we'll be back with episodes of Pretty Scary next week. We, uh, you know, taking a week off for Halloween, mm-hmm. celebrating the dark arts, things of the things of the like. Uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? I don't. I do. AdamToddBrown.substack.com. I don't know how many people listening to this podcast know, but I started my life as a writer for a website called Crack.com. And I kind of got thrust into doing podcasts for a living. But I am back to writing also. And yeah, that hasn't worked out for you at all. Yeah, the podcasting. No, it's been yeah, (laughs) real disaster. Uh, But here's the thing. I think I'm all right at it. I think I'm an all right writer. And I think other people agree. So maybe go check out adamtodbrown.substack.com and read some shit. There's nothing really like ghost or crime related yet, but I'm thinking of doing some episode recaps of some true crime stuff there. So uh, go give it a go. Give it, everything's free right now for the first month or so while I kind of get back into writing. I just want everything to people to be able to read everything. I find your episode notes entertaining and i often laugh out loud when i read them no you i think i think that could be a patreon level where they get to read the notes uh, episodes 
Yeah, maybe. I do have about five years worth of episode <laughs> notes saved up in Google Drive. That Perfect. Would be, that would be a very cheap and easy way to do that. Uh, yeah, let me know if people want to read episode notes. I can uh, I can do that for you. Um, and I think that's it. Should we get out of here? Let's do it. Let's go trick-or-treating. Let's, let's just haunt. Let's at least eat candy. Either that or let's just haunt this episode forever. Like, we'll just stay here. Yeah, you're right. Let's okay. go trick-or-treat. So... Okay. Let's get out of here. Carrie, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.